1: Hello, possums. Welcome to week nine offensive points game previews. We know why you're here. We love doing these. I got Josh in the house. I got Billy in the house as usual. And we are going to preview all 13 games that are going to happen this week. So guys, let's get right into this. This is what the people want.
2: That's fine. Well, just quick
1: us on Sunday morning, we will be doing a live Q&A session two hours before kickoff on our YouTube channel. So get on there, join us. We've got a second stream. That's got all of the dynasty tailgate and some other IDP stuff. And then we are on the normal channel where we reign supreme. We will always be here. Offensive points, game previews,
2: Josh Philly. What's up? Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say a reminder for everyone out there buy teams this week, Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. Why the F, we have six teams on a bye and any point in this effing season, I will never understand. But don't look at week fourteen. Here we are. Why are we why are we putting all of the teams on buys at the same time when there's some weeks where there's only two I I will never understand how they come up with what why they do it that way. I just don't get it. They or should just not- take
3: a mid season break not to mention the Thursday nights or like, why don't they have those two teams on a buy for the full weeks, four through 14 or whatever they do week six through 14. Like uh, that would make sense. And just have two teams from the buy play each other the next week. That would actually make a lot of sense. Scheduling wise. Do They know. really need time to spend with their families
1: and recoup from their injuries. I say we just power through it.
2: We can do it. It's just, why not have it like four teams, four teams, four teams? Like, why can't you just do the same amount each week? Not have two teams one week, six teams one week, four teams one like why? I don't know why they do it that way. Because this weekend, guys and people out there, if you need something to do late afternoon, there's only two games on. So just follow those on your phone. Why bother watching two games on Red Zone? Like there's no point <laughs> of doing that. It's very stupid, but very dumb. Let's, yes, it is. Let's jump right into this. Josh, do you want to kick us off in Houston?
3: Yeah, the undefeated Eagles travel down to Houston where the rivalry is fire, on fire right now. They're actively playing a World Series right this moment. Uh, As of recording this, not listening. Hopefully that game isn't still going on, but it could hypothetically if it goes into enough extra innings. Uh, Thursday night game, we got another uh, game of Philly-Houston. I believe there's a World Series game at the same time. Uh, the, The... Stadium is going to be electric with Philly fans and Houston fans alike. Uh, and man, this rivalry is just phenomenal right now between the cities, not the football teams. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was about to say, is this is a heated rival for you. Historical rivalry, Historical right? Historical rival. We hate that. We hate the Houston football team. <laughs> That's how much I don't care.
1: Fair enough. No. Okay. You want to talk about some quarterbacks in this game? Do it. All right. So Houston has had the benefit of playing Justin Fields and Malik Willis to keep their averages down, but they have been giving up a lot of yardage through the air. Henry made it very clear last week that you can run all over this team, so I think Philly ass hurts to be more of a game manager in this one. So I'm not expecting a big game from him, but you're not sitting him. Davis Mills is nowhere near your lineup. Let me repeat (laughs) that. Davis Mills is nowhere near your lineup. Philly has been insane on defense. So fun stat here. QBs on throws over 10 yards versus the Eagles are 26 of 72. That's a 36% completion percentage for 514 yards. They have throwing seven picks to one touchdown. So you don't really throw on Philly right now. They're not letting you get past them. They'll give you the short shit all day. You're not starting Davis Mills. Goddard should get the targets in this one for Philly. The Texans are a pretty good matchup, but we have we really have to ask how much is Goddard going to be using this one. He's in your lineup, but just like Hurts, we're going to temper expectations for him and absolutely no Houston tight end is usable at this juncture.
2: Thank you. That's fair. Um, On to the running backs. Let's not be controversial here. Damian Pierce, you fire him up. He's a startable running back every week. Um, And as Joe mentioned, Houston has a baby Charmin soft defense when it comes to the run. So you're going to fire up Miles Sanders, and you're not going to think twice about it. No, Nothing else to say than that. Did not mean to step on your toes there, Bill. <laughs> no, you're you're fine. They baby soft,
3: Charmin soft, uh, dancing bears. As mm-hmm. for the wide receivers, um, although it was AJ Brown show last week, uh, you have to start Devonte Smith as well. Uh, obviously, you're starting AJ Brown. Um, other than uh, Devonte's first week, he has hit on four of six games, and with six buys this week, you are more than likely forced to play him anyway. Uh, but I actually personally really like the buy low on Devonte right now. Everyone's stuck on the AJ Brown performance from last week. And I think everyone's just like anyone who has Devonte is like, Oh, why couldn't that have been Devante Smith? So personally, perfect time to buy Devonte. go throw some trade offers out for him. Uh, as for Houston, Brandon Cook staying put in Houston after the trade deadline passed. Uh, although, if you can, he's a sit this week going up against the number one ranked pass defense. Um, he could end up with some good points in trash time, but I do not like banking on that. Uh, he is the main guy in Houston, so Slay will more than likely be on him. Uh, I was going to say look out for Nico Collins. He's a fringe starter, but he's already been ruled out. So, yeah, it's if you want to start Cook, sure, but you shouldn't. Don't start him. It's a headache. I just got to be a better option. If it's since it's a Thursday game, if you have to look at a three, you're just going to be mad. I I avoid (laughs) Thursday games at all costs these days. Believe me,
2: Rashad Bateman sitting there with a zero all weekend was really grinding my gears. I uh, started sweet.
3: Bateman and Gus Edwards got 6.5 between the two of them. That hurt. <laughs> really grinding my gears. So okay. Philly's well, going 7-1 and one after this, has... right? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Houston's a, Houston's a good team. They won a game in the World Series.
2: Davis Mills is going to destroy Darius Slay. He's going to Slay the Slay. I actually, well.
3: da- uh, Damian Pierce is going for 300 yards. Then they're going to win. Six touchdowns. It's going to be an all-timer. Okay, well. Get
2: him in your lineup, then. <laughs> yeah. But. DraftKings, that shit. All right, I'm going to move on to the Buffaloes versus the Jets at MetLife Stadium. Um, Buffalo coming in looking good. Jets kind of on the way down. Joe, what do you got for us?
1: The Buffaloes, I'm just playing. (laughs) The Jets have been playing some really rock-solid defense. They're currently the eighth-best defense against quarterbacks. They contain Lamar Jackson, giving him only 2.8 yards per carry. But they have not faced an offense like this, though. This will be a great test uh, for this defense and for Josh Allen. Um, you know, some of the defenses he's played recently have been a little bit soft. The Jets are playing really good, but you're absolutely starting Josh Allen. Zach Wilson has been an all right and a super flex. You're looking elsewhere this week. The Bills are just studly, they're not giving up a damn thing. For the tight ends, we got Tyler Conklin. What is he? <laughs> I, I don't get it. he had two touchdowns last week, three duds in a row and then a solid start to the season. It doesn't matter you're not using him. the bills have not allowed a tight end to score all year. And then Dawson Knox. Uh, the Jets absolutely give up a lot of the yards to the tight end, but they don't give up many touchdowns. Knox is a tight end one, tight end two. He can be used uh, but you don't have to force him into your lineup by any means.
2: That's fair enough.
3: I just I don't I I haven't liked Dawson Knox this year. It's been not a hit, which much to Jordan's dismay because he was all on Dawson Knox.
2: That's true. All right. He likes those comes... fringe Bills players. Yes, he does. Big Fringe there. Isaiah McKenzie type shit. I don't yeah. know, I like that kind of fringe. Um, yeah. As far as the running backs go in this matchup, uh, the Jets. I think I might still steer clear. Um, they got kind of shut down by the Patriots last week, but the Patriots are also really good against the run. That's like the one thing. That you can do if you're going to, you know, if you're not going to do anything against Patriots, it's not going to be running. So against Buffalo, you're kind of coming up against a similar thing. James Robinson, it was his first week last week. I still think I'd give it one more week to see exactly what he is in this offense. Uh, Michael Carter only got seven carries last week, but there wasn't really a need to run in that game. It was mostly passing with Zach Wilson. So I still wouldn't throw him out there because I think the Jets are going to get behind pretty quick in this one. They're going to have to throw to catch up the Buffalo side of things. I don't think you can start Naheem Hines, um, who just got there. Not, I don't think team when you get to the team first day there. I don't think you're going to be starting that week, uh, or at least not super relevant unless you're Christian McCaffrey. He still On, wasn't
3: super relevant. He only had uh, 10 he did carries, like twenty so. snaps,
2: didn't he? It's true. And then Devin Singletary, I think, is at least flex consideration. Probably your one of your starters though
3: for one more week. Yes. Then you exactly. then you temper Then you
2: have some real questions.
3: Um. As for the wide receivers, you already know what to do with Stephon Diggs. Roll him out. Uh, But what do you do with Gabe Davis? Do you get three catches for 171 yards and two touchdowns, Davis? Or do you get one catch for 13 yards, Davis? It's the new Deshaun Jackson, Amari Cooper dilemma. Uh, But in my opinion, you you try to roll him out there and you hope for the best. I, I mean, you can't have that 171 yards on your bench. Um and then Isaiah McKenzie, unless you've got uh, kick return yards, he's pretty much useless. I mean, he could go off at any time, but like it's not Gabe Davis go off, so I'm out. Uh Jets receivers, pff, as predicted by me, the Jets receivers aren't doing a damn thing. They're not receiving anything. Uh, and in my eyes, none are startable. But if you had to choose one, it's definitely Garrett Wilson. He actually gets targets, unlike you know, Elijah Moore.
2: <laughs> I cannot yeah, believe we- he didn't get traded.
1: We saw while. Denzel Mims kind of fill that Corey Davis role last year or last week, so
3: that was fun. No, no, we're not if getting on
2: Denzel if Mims. You start I'm sorry, Denzel Mims. You have some problems on your team. I've got week. him on like
1: every dynasty team, so I'm praying
2: at this point. You had a few injuries if he's in the lineup. Uh, <laughs> speaking of,
3: speaking of uh, those kind of those kind of plays, uh, you guys told me to play Malik Willis, and I lost last week because of it so i'm a little angry with you guys but i said fun. if you wanted an exciting game i did want an exciting <laughs> game it was not exciting it hurt my feelings
2: <laughs> i mean if i ever say
3: do you want to make something exciting it's usually the I worst learned option. i know what joe's but speak is now i'm sorry it's been 12 joe's years one of those people that throws
2: out. the bomb in and runs away like he you know he all just right. wants to see the explosion but from a distance um are you worried about sauce gardener with digs at all like is i mean we're not nah. there yet, right? No,
3: absolutely not. It's Stefan Diggs. He'll find a way. Life uh, finds a way. I think
2: I, have to, I think I have to agree.
1: We saw what Diggs does when Jar Alexander was chatting at him a little bit last week. That's a good point. He, uh he screwed him um, up pretty good.
2: Well, I think Buffalo establishes dominance in the AFC East. Yeah, I agree with a, your thing. It's thinking.
3: a long long time coming for the Jets. They they got a little too confident too quick. So yeah, they did. They're All
2: right.
1: Tennessee in their 1920s esque offense gets to travel to Kansas City and face the most modern, high revved, high powered engine offense in the league. So they're playing an arrowhead at Sunday night game, 720. So let's not overthink this here. Mahomes and Kelsey is what you are doing. Great matchup against Tennessee in their own house. It looks like we're probably going to see Malik Willis again. He did not, he only threw one pass in the second half last week. And, um, my only question is just, why don't you just let him go out there and throw it? You know you're not going to be able to run with Malik Willis and Derrick Henry and keep up with Kansas City. So Malik Willis could be uh, playing daily. But the Chiefs are very decent at containing the quarterback, I guess. No tight ends worth starting for Tennessee. So don't start Malik Willis unless you really want to do it in daily. I would not fault you there. Not starting absolutely. him again. Absolutely. Mahomes not and there. Kelsey are killing it. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to start him. Just, I'm not going to. You guys want to have an exciting day of
2: football. Or... <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Um, As far as the running backs go, uh, Derrick Henry loves facing the Chiefs, so throw him out there. Um, On the Chiefs' side of things, the Tennessee defense has not let up a 100-yard rusher since week one, um, which was Saquon Barkley. Pacheco, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Edwards- Jarek McKinnon, whoever the hell else they decide to try it out there in their wide or their running back room, not the week to start them. If you have to, I hear you, but hopefully you don't have that decision
3: to make. Um, as for the wide receivers, let's uh, go back to Tennessee. Uh, their offense is Derrick Henry, as Billy said, uh, and no wide receiver can really be started until really uh, maybe AJ Brown. Uh, sorry. uh Traylon Burks comes back. Um, oh, right, That was that's, that's salty. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, the problems with the chiefs receivers here uh, is you just never know who's going to be each week. And we kind of touched on this in the previous pod. So I apologize if you have to listen to this a second time, but um, after Hardman's week two per- uh, performance two weeks ago, I assume you will want to start him, but I think you've got to be weary. Um, and personally, it just might not be any one of their wide receivers this week or any week because you never know what's going to happen. There's five of them now. Uh, so Juju, in my opinion is a must start. Uh, he's finally starting to get consistent targets and Tony's not gonna be there to really I mean he'll probably run a few routes but he won't be there to take too much away yes, uh, strikes me as a fringe starter but you literally never know so Juju yes MVS, maybe Hardman maybe Tony no not yet and then st- stop at Skymore it's it's not it yet it's Mahomes and Kelsey it's yeah it's Mahomes and Kelsey and then if you're a desperate, Juju, and if you're really, really desperate and the bye weeks really hit you hard, MVS or Hardman, sure, try it. But I'm I'm not about it. I did not condone this.
2: That seems fair.
3: So Kansas City, right? Yeah, Tennessee winning this one. KC loses to bad teams. Just kidding, it's KC.
2: (laughs) It's KC, but I mean, Tennessee, they sometimes do weird things to Kansas City. So if... Wouldn't be shocked if the Titans win this one.
3: If Malik Willis actually got to like play football instead of just handing the ball off to Derrick Henry, then maybe. But
2: I don't think. I that just don't happen.
3: see how they can keep pace with Kansas
1: City, with the offense that they're playing. No,
3: right there's no way. There's no way. Not, like you not need such... Robert
1: Woods to have like 115 yards receiving. You would need. You would need and, some big shit
3: there. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, That's but not I didn't that. talk about Robert Woods at all because no. not a thing. That was a smart move. Yeah, oh, that
2: was a smart move. Okay.
3: Uh, getting into uh, a nice little uh, game down at the Bayou, we got Baltimore versus New Orleans. Uh, I don't have I don't have anything for this. Eat some crawfish and some crabs. Hell some yeah! Sort of seafood.
1: Speaking of Hell. crabs, actually, there's a crab. Lamar shortage. Jackson's legs are amazing. Lamar's Fair weapons upsetting due to the amazing matchup that he has on his hands. Um, Isaiah Likely is my awesome possum play of the week. That is, if Mark Andrews is out. The Saints are a tough matchup against tight ends, but they have not allowed a touchdown to the position. I think that changes if Isaiah Likely gets a start this week. No tight end moves like Isaiah Likely, and with Bateman out, giddy up. Yeah. He's only her- thirty four hundred on DraftKings.
3: Not going to lie, uh, likely is likely to play because Baltimore has their bye next week and they have not said anything about Mark Andrews at all other than he's day-to-day. Well, we'll see. It's not as bad as we thought. And so I have not heard any news. I didn't see anything as of earlier. I didn't haven't looked recently, but they didn't give any status update on Mark Andrews for a while. So I have a feeling Mark Andrews sits and likely has a baller day. So I agree yeah. with Joe's awesome, awesome play. Yeah, Harbaugh
1: legitimately said, uh, I don't know, we'll see Wednesday, and there has been no update, so can't be good. Can't be good. Uh, Andy Dalton gets a great matchup versus the Ravens. Lots of injuries to his weapons, but he's a solid streamer or a daily play this week. Uh, The Ravens are middle of the pack against tight ends. Juwan Johnson can be used solely for his touchdown upside. He is my 20th-ranked tight end this week, but he is better left on benches. Better
2: left on benches. Gotcha. Um, as far as running backs go, Alvin Kamara, he's definitely got to be in your lineup at all times. Um, he kind of so. showed off what last week, what he's still capable of doing he was a great, awesome possum play last week. Hopefully you'll all listen to us awesome in the, awesome. uh, the daily, um, you know, our awesome possum lineup from last week it was pretty darn good. Um, as far as the Baltimore running backs go, I don't think I trust anyone. Um, Gus Edwards is probably the most trustworthy, but Kenyon Drake's kind of looked like the better running back anyway. So if you have either one of those guys and you need somebody in a pinch here, because maybe you have a bunch of running backs on by, sure, I, I could, I'll hear you, but I wouldn't say either one of them is trustworthy.
3: Well, Gus also did get banged up that last game, so it wasn't a full game for him. So I'm not, I'm not saying sorry. I'm just saying if don't don't. Count him out for that game. Um, as for the wide receivers, uh, they might. New Orleans may finally get uh, Michael Thomas and or Landry back, which is exciting. But at the same time, don't hold your breath. Check your injury reports. See what happens. It's just it seems like it's been too long. Uh, but honestly, mostly for the fact that Olave wouldn't be the only sole person out there running routes, which would be phenomenal. Uh, so you can't trust that Thomas Orlandry will play, but this is on Monday night, so you don't want to bank on that unless you have someone like DuVernay or something like that, um, which, speaking of DuVernay, I hope you already have him, because with Bateman out of the lineup, DuVernay is a flex start at least, uh, especially with six teams on the bye. Um, I kind of like the idea of rolling out Deshaun Jackson in a deeper Dynasty League. Um, you have to imagine Lamar will at least look his way once or twice to just to try to spread the ball down the field. But I will say that's a desperation move. So do not quote me on that. I just it seems like a Deshaun Jackson day, like one of those two catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. But sorry, that's not enough yards. 90 yards and a touchdown.
2: I like it. I like how Deshaun Jackson feels like he's like super old. He's like 35. It's like, damn, we're pretty close to that. It <laughs> doesn't, doesn't feel like it. We're not running
1: routes for an NFL team either. That's
2: definitely true. He's way more athletic than I will be (laughs) at that age. I am now. I was five years ago. Um,
3: Baltimore? I actually have a Saints win in this game. Okay. I think think Olave and Kamara... I would love it. for that to happen,
2: since they just made that Roquan trade to like try to make like a run, and then they lose to the Saints it would be I, hilarious.
3: I just I, my my brain is under the perception that Andrews is going to be out this game. I mean, they might try to roll him out there just kind of decoy things, uh, but likely and Duvernay are not the receiving options that are going to get everything done. You know, to where it's like winning a football game,
1: fancy wise, sure. But
3: it's very this is likely. so
1: close. I, I'll go Saints just because it's the home team.
3: I
2: hope um, the Saints win. I think that'd be hilarious.
3: Saints have been playing pretty good football, and they're utilizing Kamara finally. So you know they'll do it. Derek yeah, Carr about that. What
2: they have yeah, to say. What they did last week to even Josh Jacobs, who everybody was like starting to fall in love with, and then puts up a dud against this defense. Weird.
3: Yeah, and this is a running football team at the moment without any receivers, so That's they true. can shut down Gus Edwards and Kenan Drake. All right, well, let's move on to Arizona, where
2: Seattle and Arizona are going to try to play a football team. Fun fact, last time these two met, I thought it was going to be a shootout, and it was the opposite of that. One of the worst football games I ever watched. I will never, ever, ever say a game is going to be a shootout ever again because of this exact matchup. So proud to uh, have these two meet up again this early. Absolutely.
1: So I actually liked Geno Smith this week. I know it's a divisional game, but the Cards have never faced Gino, and he's absolutely rolling right now. Arizona is 29th against quarterbacks and is giving up gobs of touchdowns and yards. Awesome possum. Yes, sir. Get Gino Smith in there. No Seattle tight ends are worth starting. You can flip a coin or you could be wrong 10 times out of 10. Mighty Mouse is coming on since his boy toy Hopkins has returned. Kyler is a rock-solid quarterback one against the middle-of-the-road Seahawks pass defense this week. Zach Ertz is still a must start, although Hopkins' return has really eaten into his workload. Um, so, temper expectations for Zach Ertz, but I think you have to start him still.
3: I mean, there's only like six tight ends out there, so. I know. <laughs> Maybe even five. That's fair.
2: Alright, on the running back side of things, Kenneth Walker is an auto start. Uh, last time he put faces defense, he put up 21 carries for 97 yards and a touch. So I can see that workload happening again, especially being in a dome um, on the running back side for the Cardinals. I don't think I would start anyone. Um, the last time these two teams played, it was, Eno Benjamin and Keontae Ingram, and they didn't do a whole lot. It was really Kyler Murray running around out there. Um, James Connor, I don't think is going to be back this week. They've kind of hinted at him maybe returning next week, but um even if he's out, even if he's playing, I don't think you should start him. Like I really don't
3: fair. I just feel like Connor's supposed to finally come back and it's just going to be muddled back there. And not to mention it's I just, I, I, even if he comes back, I eat. just, yeah. Um, so wide receiver wise, we got Arizona, <laughs> you, you know about Hopkins, uh, but a week late for us, at least, uh, Rondell Moore did have a great game last week and, uh, Hopkins he also had a great game last week weird uh but I think you can actually start Rondale Moore at this point uh as well as Hopkins uh 10 design touches for Rondale last week it's almost like they saw like wow he caught a 30 yard ball and we never touched gave him the ball again that was kind of silly uh, I think you give him a go against this atrocious secondary here um and I think Marquise Brown had a pretty good day against Seattle uh maybe not though don't quote me on that um, and then for Seattle, the fact that Metcalf not only played last week, but played well after that knee injury, which we assumed he was out for four to six weeks. It's amazing news for football and especially for Metcalf managers who gets a softball matchup. I know it didn't work out last time, but I am putting DK as an awesome possum play of the week. Uh DK and Lockett are both starts, but I just love DK here. I think he's going to have a big one um, and you can really only awesome possum one wide receiver per team. I'm not going to billy it and, put the whole team out there. so. Never again.
2: <laughs> Never again. I don't know. Pick a team. Who do you guys think wins? I actually think the Cardinals win this one.
3: Joe? I like Seattle. Oof. That's I was like going go, to go Cardinals because Hopkins is back and it's, it is what it is. Cardinals it is. Jot that down jotted
1: it down. Is anyone actually
3: keeping track of this, the teams that we pick and how well we're doing? I have them all written down somewhere. I have no <laughs> idea where that is. I feel like Billy always writes something down after we talk about it, but I've never heard anything about how well we're doing. No, we'll start keeping track should, on this one.
1: I probably should do that. So just like I mean, we're jotting down the teams, the Rams are going to jot down to Raymond James Stadium to take on the shriveled up Buccaneers. I don't even know what else to <laughs> say to that. They've been sitting in a hot tub too long. They're all shriveled up and pruny. But, guys, Stafford showed us a little bit of life last week. He is in play as a high-end QB2 against Tampa defense, who seems to have forgotten how to play football, as sad as it is to say. Tyler Higby is a play as usual. Um, the way to beat Tampa is with tight end, and I expect them to establish that early, especially with Cup hampered. Mr. Tom Brady gets a tough matchup against these Rams. They have not not been giving up many yards, but Brady needs to break out of his slump, so – I think he does it here, starting him, but not exactly excited about it. The Rams have allowed a few big games to tight end this year, and Kate Otten played ninety-one percent of the snaps last week for the Buccaneers, and he played over 80 the week before. He remains a low value target in this offense until something changes, but it is a situation to monitor, especially in your deeper leagues. If you got if you need a tight end, throw him on your bench. Okay. That's fair. You're gonna
2: throw him um, on your bench, Bill. I probably he's will. He's doing that right now. Uh-huh. That's what I thought he was doing. Yep. Check and see if he's on waivers. Uh, as far as the running backs go in this game, obviously, Fournette is a starter. Rashad White, I think, is a good flex option. He's been very worked into this offense. Fournette's kind of been losing a lot of work, a little bit of work to him each week, it feels like. Um, on the Rams side of things, uh, Daryl Henderson had the flu going into the game last week, which would have been nice to know, I'm sure, if anybody started Daryl Henderson out there um because he got out well, he didn't get out snapped by Ronnie Rivers um but he did not have as many carries as Ronnie Rivers which Ronnie Rivers had never heard of this kid in my life apparently he played at Fresno State um again Just, never heard of him. yeah uh, he was not exactly good either last week. I don't know how Akers is going to factor in. I don't see Acres take another snap for the Rams, but then again, as soon as I say that, he'll probably come out this week and have like 163 yards, which would be bizarre. But I don't think any Rams running back is especially happy until Kyron Williams comes back.
3: Uh, they said that Acres, they're trying to mend things right now. So, um, welcome good. to Josh's Conspiracy Corner of the Week. Woo! All right, I can't talk over that, but you get the you get the gist. Okay, timeout. We're going to talk about this for just one second because Daryl Henderson had the flu and Devontae Adams had the flu. You guys remember two years ago, uh, twenty twenty, long time ago, uh, when COVID was running rampant. And I'm sorry, but uh, I know a lot of people who have had COVID in the last like three weeks, even. But yet, I haven't heard a single NFL player come down with COVID. Why is that? Is that just not it's a bad thing? flu but,
1: season, Josh? But,
3: but all of a sudden, oh, the flu The doctors bad. have been
1: warning us about this for a while.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the flu. It's not COVID, though. Nobody has COVID. Nobody, nobody. No. But I've <laughs> never <laughs> once heard of anyone say, oh, I just have the flu right now in the last two years. <laughs> How are we just allowing this whenever the COVID protocols were so serious and people, Cole Beasley was getting yelled at for not being vaccinated. This has nothing to do with COVID. I'm not conspiracing that. I'm conspiracing the <laughs> fact that nobody has gotten COVID while playing in the NFL when they're in packed stadiums and they're doing And I've just known, like, I don't know, 12 people. My parents just got back from D.C. and had COVID. Nobody on the uh, no, commanders has had COVID? Nobody? Nobody? Okay. No, no, one, no one on any of these teams who have been sick these last few weeks over the flu and mysterious illnesses who have played terribly have had COVID.
2: Oh, right. man. This is right. good. I think, they cur- I think they currently have a don't ask, don't tell policy. So
3: 100%. They're like not even testing people. Are just until like, this doesn't until somebody's like, you know, I feel
2: like I might have COVID. That would send up a red flag. But as long as it's like, eh, I have a little cough. And they're like, ah, you have the flu. Just send you home with a couple <laughs> of meds. Uh,
3: uh, and they're not even saying non-COVID illness anymore. They're just saying oh, f- flu. He has he has the flu. All right, anyway. All right, let's go. a lot sick, of sick, Doc.
1: Well, can you smell and taste things? Well, yeah. All right, you're fine. It's the flu.
2: I'm proud of you for making a COVID conspiracy in the middle of the game previews. You're
3: welcome. I was actually waiting for the Raiders, but that's a whale. That's a ways away. So (laughs) Uh, anyway, uh, as the world holds its breath, getting back into the wide receiver, there's, this isn't a conspiracy anymore um, as not to lose Cooper cup uh, monitor his status as the game approaches um, because he is currently did not practice Wednesday. And one thing you need to know is if he plays only Cooper cup is viable. Like, I'm not telling you to play Cooper Cup. You already know that. But if he's out, I think it's worth taking a shot on Allen Robinson. And I don't think it's out of the question. Um, The biggest shot to fill in that Cooper Cup role is Skaronic, But who knows with Van Jefferson sniffing around back there, even though he got zero targets, I'm pretty sure, last week and played. So let's just hope Cooper Cup plays for the sake of good football. But at the same time, just monitor this. This could be interesting. Allen Robinson should be on everyone's waiver everywhere, I hope at least, except for in Dynasty Leagues. So Keep an eye on this because I think Allen Robinson's the only one who actually has some sort of rapport with Stafford other than Higby. Um, but yeah, anyway, just weird, weird little thing. Just a tidbit. Maybe plug him into some daily lineups if Cups out. And anyway, all, although the past, Rams' past defense has been better the last couple of weeks, they still have the capability of being burned. And there's two things that I guarantee in this game. Evans gets in at least one altercation with Jalen Ramsey at some point. And Godwin finally has his great games. He has had 10 plus targets in four of his last five game games. And by all means, it makes absolutely no sense that he hasn't scored more than 15 in any week or only or had a touchdown. So Godwin is my awesome possum wide receiver of the week. My number one if you get to rank them, but I don't think that's a thing.
2: Wow. Okay.
3: Put him in your lineup, yeah. guys. It's it's the game. game I, I've been saying it for three weeks, there. but worst comes to worst, you get twelve points, dude. Get over it.
1: <laughs> it's not good in a <laughs>
3: tournament, bitch. It is not. I um, understand that, but it's isn't that 12-point Godwin. This is that 30-point Godwin. I'm not guaranteeing a 30-bomb. I'm just saying I feel like this is where he gets that tutty. Guarante-
2: it. Yeah. Guarantee it. Go no. ahead, no. Nope, nope, nope. There's listeners Go out there it.
3: that will, will burn me for that one, and I've said enough controversial things. Okay. on We won't, this make, we won't make a review. fireball
2: bet on it, then. Uh,
3: I'll take 22. 22. Weird number. Weird number. It is a
2: weird number. I didn't oh. want to say <clears throat> 23.4.
3: 25. 25. 25 in Sheba. Okay. Book it. I'll take a fireball shot next week if I lose this. I'm pretty confident. All right. So, who wins this game? Both these teams suck. Tampa. Tampa. They're back. Tom Brady finally got that uh, dead weight I'm off. I'm completely of him. indifferent on this. So I'm just Jesus
2: to Christ. <laughs> what did he just say? Josh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I said Tom Brady finally got that dead weight off. Damn, of
2: him. bro. Shh the 10 8. jesus Christ. all right anyway <laughs> he's a free man
3: he's a free man hey i can't are. say what i was actually gonna say there's other words uh dm me for those no yeah exactly don't i'm not saying it the... on there it's good don't it's good. put those all out into the We're atmosphere good. you remember when tiger woods was doing really well for okay anyway
2: tampa wins
3: let's put it there
1: without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop
3: Carolina coming off their uh, weird hot streak without McCaffrey, going into Cincy who just got burned by the Browns. What's going on with the quarterbacks, Joe? PJ Walker is the QB
1: thirteen the last two weeks. That stats a little cool. bit skewed because of bye weeks, but he is doing well <laughs> for the Carolina position players. Uh, Bengals are effectively shutting down quarterback cornerbacks, quarterbacks. I cannot talk. However. Woosier tore his ACL, and after that happened, Jacoby Brissett had a pretty big day, so it would definitely be a tournament play only, but I could see you starting P.J. Walker this week. Burrow got his ass kicked last week, sacked five times. I think Brian Burns gets in his face a lot in this one, but Burrow should bounce back in this one. We should see Hayden Hurst get more work with Chase out. We didn't really see that last week. It didn't come to fruition. But Hurst is my tight end 10 this week, and Tommy Tremble is seeing work kind of, but not the kind of work we
2: want. So he's on your bench. Tommy D. Fair enough. All right, running backs. Uh, Mixon's not having the best season um, overall, so you're going to have to start him, but I'm sorry, everyone out there that has him. I I know this offensive line is not nearly as good mediocre as it was last year it's just flat out bad now and i think you're kind of stuck with that on the panther side of things the best running back they've had in three or four years now is dante foreman uh comes in has 200 yard games immediately last game he had three touchdowns uh him back up since he has a pretty good run d but not good enough to stop apparently you know, the freight train that is Dante Foreman, which, by the way, if you've been listening to this podcast for the longest time, you would have already had him. We were telling you to go get him earlier and for we didn't know reasons. we didn't know exactly exactly how he was going to get into the starting lineup. But we knew once he got there that he would hit the ground running. And that's all he's done since he's gotten there the past two weeks.
3: <laughs> Fire him up. You did. a You did a pun. I like that hit the ground running. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> all right. So uh, DJ Moore's a thing now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> D.J. Moore is an idiot and lost him a game. Trying to tell you. I, shut up. No. You said Baker Mayfield was going to be good, too, so you, you lose. Eddie
2: Pinero, the Bears legend, is the one that will ruin that game for him. Uh, no, anyway. it was
1: uh, D.J. Moore ripping off his helmet and pushing him back. And then Eddie Pinero, the Bears legend, who sucks at kicking, even had a harder kick to
3: kick.
2: Missed a 40-yarder, and then in overtime, missed another 40-yarder. Guys,
3: the people want to know about the wide receivers in this game. Kickers? Really? Now, we're not talking about kickers. Some people don't even like kickers. Anyway. <laughs> I don't. So you're definitely. They should have it. never let Joey Sly walk, man.
2: Ain't that I know true. he was
1: injured last year, but Joey Sly is a goddamn guru mm-hmm. of kickers. Embarrassing.
3: Bring it back. Sorry. So what, about, what about what about
1: those wide receivers?
3: Ride DJ Moore. God damn it. He matches <laughs> oh, up they against. They should
1: sign Robbie Gould. I'm just kidding.
3: Yep. Banged up since he's secondary. And since McCaffrey's left two weeks ago, Moore is on a tear uh, also, go pick up Terrace Marshall if you need wide receiver depth. I'm not saying start him. I'm just saying you should definitely pick him up. This team is always going to be throwing the ball, whether how hot they are right now or not. It's not going to last. And Marshall finally got the eye of PJ Walker. So keep an eye on this. Um, And if they ever switch QBs, maybe Terrace Marshall takes a jump too. So I don't know. Just keep an eye on it. Uh, Cincy, you already know how to put uh, Higgins and Boyd in your lineup. They should already be in there. Uh, and all they, although they are missing Chase right now, just don't worry about since his offense. It is still there. This is just kind of what happens sometimes when you don't have an offensive line, i.e. the Bears. Oh, wow. And the shot's fired. Can I
1: can I talk about just how happy I am?
3: I didn't even have that written down. You guys were talking about kickers for a while, and you pissed me off, so I threw that in there.
2: What
1: happened? <laughs> to you, Josh.
3: What did you saying? I had the biggest,
1: and I still do. I, I love Terrace Marshall, and seeing him get 87 yeah. receiving yards last week was just like... It was like an angel playing a silk harp. Like it was kind of like pod. the same
3: feeling you had when Rashad Penny tore whatever he tore this time.
1: Well, I knew that was going to
3: happen. <laughs> I didn't ever think Terrace Marshall was going to. It did seem like it out. was a pipe dream for Terrace Marshall. And we're just like, come on, like, don't be that guy. We know you're good. It's true. Yeah, it is true. Um,
2: I actually think the Panthers win this game. I think the Panthers are a really good football team now with DJ you're Walker wrong. at the helm. Fireball bet
3: he That's
2: fine. he looks like an absolute
3: disaster. They lost one game, and they looked like a disaster in that game. That's because the Browns schemed really well. They basically just blitz every. Listen to
2: oh, yourself. The Browns schemed really well. It Browns happens were... sometimes.
3: Even the Bears do good sometimes. <laughs> the happens. Browns are not the same team as happens. the
2: Panthers right now. It happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it happens
3: when you don't have an offensive line. Burrow looked Ugh. like crazy. But then once Jesus. Burrow realized he needs to get out of the pocket like in the th- fourth quarter, that's when they started doing well. Start Panthers D. Disagree. Burrow for 30. Higgins for Joe 25. Let's get crazy, man. I like
2: Carolina. Seven-point favorites, too, the Bengals are. You I was, wanna, there's no way.
3: I mean, I'd take that over under all day. But I'll fireball um, bet you right now. You in on that, Joe? Good. Fuck yeah. Man.
2: Good. last time
1: i bet on carolina this year i got out of my survivor league in week one so (laughs) they shouldn't have lost that
3: game here's the thing survivor leagues have been crazy this year dude. the the
2: browns
1: are they the lions from last year
2: yard kick how the hell that kid never made he's never made another kick since i don't think i don't know that for a fact (laughs) i don't think he's never made another field goal after that but what a disaster anywho On to uh, Joe's two rivals, the Green Bay Packers versus the Detroit Lions. This is at Ford Field in Detroit. Uh, Joe, give us some quarterbacks. Some quarterbacks.
1: Um, If Rodgers can't do it this game, he's not going to do it. Sorry, guys. He's a a streaming option this week, but if you have a better option, take it. The Lions defense is well noted to this point as being bad. He could have a big game in this one. And if Alan Lazard returns, then he does get a bump. But I am not confidently starting Rodgers in this one, especially as a divisional game in Detroit. Uh, Tanyan is very usable, and the Lions defense are giving up roughly a touchdown a game to the tight end position. So I like me some Tanyan this week. Ever reliant on the run game, Goff has one passing score over the last three games. It's ridiculous. And he gets a tough test against Green Bay. Now that TJ Hawkinson is gone, that even stings more. Uh, he's usable in the super flex, but I think this game is low scoring. Brock Wright looked okay in Hawks' absence, but Stash do not trust.
3: Rodgers has thrown for two touchdowns in seven, six of seven of his last games. I don't understand why everyone hates Rodgers. I know he's not doing great, but like, look at the weapons he's got. He's actually done pretty decent. That's anyway, fine.
1: He's like the same quarterback as anyone that's eight through 16 Rogers I mean, or Lawrence Rodgers or, you know, <coughs> Rogers or, I mean, whatever. you're not,
3: you're not getting Name 40 that. out of Rodgers anymore. Like that, those days no. are done.
2: Well, on the running back side of things, Aaron Jones is an auto start. this is a feast. Aaron Jones can be having on this defense in Detroit right now. Um, I do think AJ Dylan is still startable in this one too. I think it might be a run heavy matchup. Maybe not. Might still be a Rogers. Um, passing game, as you know, Dolphins did that last week on the Detroit side of things. uh, So we're taping this on a Wednesday and DeAndre Swift did not practice today. Kind of been a thing for a lot of running backs uh, that they might not practice on Wednesday. Um, But if he is at all hobbled and all limited on Sunday, this is a big Jamal Williams uh, weekend. He is my awesome possum running back for this week is Jamal Williams, because here's the thing. Either A, he's going to go off on the ground with DeAndre Swift limited, or B, he's going to be the goal line back. either way. So if they're going to score any points from inside the five-yard line, Jamal Williams is the one that's going to score those touchdowns. So he is my awesome possum play. I think he has 100 yards, maybe a couple of tutties.
3: Uh, I, I And mean,
2: DeAndre Swift is startable. If he's playing, you got to play him. He looked electric last week, even in his limited snap count. Still got to start him, too.
3: Jamal so, Charles Light. I have a couple things to talk about real quick. Um, you talked about A.J. Dillon, and I just want to say my condolences to anyone who drafted him because
2: we hope uh, for the best.
3: We, yeah, it is a thing. And I have a other conspiracy corner. Uh, I'm not going to play the thing, but you know you know what's going on. Jamal Williams is only good when DeAndre Swift is out <clears> there being a decoy. I swear, it's a thing. I know he's going to get the goal line back, but if you look at the stats, like he's hundred yard rusher, eighty yard rusher, three touchdown rusher, two. You know, you get the point. Um, So if Swift is out there, fire up Jamal still. Like he's mm. anyway. uh, Receiver wise, Green Bay got no receiving help at the trade deadline. Which uh, good job for the Bears stealing uh, Claypool there. Uh, But so for now, it's pretty simple. If Lazard is healthy, he plays on your team. And if, and dub sits and if Lazard is out, you can start dubs, but I still don't love it. Uh, dubs has been completely inconsistent when Lazard is out there and sees far less targets. So keep an eye on the injury report here. It looks like Lo- Lazard is trending to play, but you never know. Um, and then lions, uh, another trade deadline thing, since they got rid of Hawkinson, that kind of just leaves one guy who should see a lot of targets. Uh, that's the sun God he's riding into your lineups and you are obviously playing him anyway, but, uh, Raymond and Reynolds, interesting flex plays, but I don't expect them to get more than 10 or 12 if you're forced to start them and you don't know which one is going to get 10 or 12. Uh, but yeah, Amonra, St. Brown, another awesome possum play of the week. You already know about him. I'm not going to tell you. You know You know his name. I actually like Reynolds a lot with hot gone, but <clears throat> Reynolds has been more consistent than Raymond, but I literally could see it flip-flopped. It's uh... well, He's been beat up a little bit too, so if he's healthy, I think it's him. Yeah, but. they are interchangeable. So Detroit wins, right? Hope so. No, unfortunately, I, I I'm tired of rooting for the Lions. It sucks. They should have beat Miami last week, and they literally just let Tyree Hill walk all over them, or I should say, sprint all over them. Um, <laughs> they should have won a lot of games, and it's just they, I was about they, to say the
2: Lions are a play away from every game except for the the Patriots and the Cowboys. They right should have beat the Eagles.
3: They were going to be the first team to beat the Eagles. Should have beat the Eagles? Undefeated...
2: Should it beat could. the Vikings? Should it beat the Seahawks? Like They're they going to beat Green Bay. I, I
1: hope, hope so, them. but I don't think so they will. And it's going to be over five minutes before the Bears game is over, and the whole Soldier Field is going to erupt when they play it on the Jumbo track
3: Whenever you guys are so. down by
1: 40. Yeah, so it'll give me something to cheer for. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck you again, Josh. (laughs) Joe, who's the next game? (laughs) Minnesota and Washington are playing in FedEx Field, which is in Maryland, at noon. So we're going to fire up Kirk. Uh, Big game for him this week. Commanders are being burnt through the air. Do not start TJ Hawkinson this week. I don't see any way where you can feel good about starting him. He might play a handful of snaps if he's active, and I understand the tight end position, but I I wouldn't start him. Heineke is absolutely a great play this week as well. Superflex or high-end QB2 status, the Vikings are also getting absolutely burnt through the air, but I'm not starting Logan Thomas, so don't even try.
3: It's sad for Logan Thomas, too. I keep wanting him to be. It might be next year. Hopefully he comes back. He'll be like
1: 48 next year.
2: Yeah. Um, Running backs wise, Dalvin Cook, obviously startable. Alexander Mattinson is kind of interesting as a flex play. Last week he was usable, but I don't know how well that's going to happen every week, but it's. I think they should lighten up on Cook a little bit maybe put Mattinson in where it more and something to monitor for sure. Um, on the Washington side of things, Antonio Gibson is the best running back in this backfield. Washington's now seeing it. I don't know how or why we had to get through the beginning of this season with the Brian Robinson thing to get to this point. But I mean, here we are and Antonio Gibson looks like the best running back. If you, anybody other than him, I would not be starting.
3: Agreed. Um, Taylor Heineke is the man, the myth and the legend, and he's making Terry McLaurin a top option. Again, you are starting him. You always were. It doesn't matter. Uh, and Curtis Samuel's versatility makes him a start as well. Uh, as for the Vikings, Thielen is actually having a quite respectable season, but that's about to come to a screeching halt when Hawkinson actually learns the playbook. I think this is the last week you're starting him, but after that, welcome to dumpsville, as they say on the ESPN show. Um, you already know to fire up Jefferson. I don't need to say anything. He's also an awesome possum play of the week. I have like 12 receivers that I want to play. Um, <laughs> if you, if we couldn't fit him into our lineup, but if you can put him in daily, I think he's uh, due for a, a big game, and I think this is the one.
2: I like this strategy of you just giving out a bunch of wide receivers, and if like three of them worked out, it's like, well, I told you to play him. But of the like seven that you said. It's
3: been five. I wanted Jefferson. I switched <clears throat> it to McLaurin. That's good. To be fair, I didn't know what you guys were going to pick at the time, and you guys went expensive. Joe, would burn all the money with likely, <laughs>
2: <laughs> not frugal.
3: No, I got a bunch of good mid range guys. Um, um, Minnesota. <laughs> I actually got Washington winning this game. Wow. Okay. Um, Washington's actually been on a hot streak since Heineke started, and Minnesota has been getting lucky a lot this year. And I think that luck comes to a halt. I think it's actually going to be a really good shootout, though. I think you want the receivers in this game. Joe? Who's muted?
1: Maybe? I think Minnesota wins this one okay. because Philly is going to lose in Houston on Thursday night. So What does that oh, have to
2: do with... Oh, okay, Minnesota no. just, comes the uh, number one. Shots
1: fired. Shots fired, man.
2: Minnesota would actually, if they even won and uh, Philly lost, would not be the number one seed, interestingly enough. I All appreciate right. that. Or should <clears throat> they be? Maybe they should be.
3: Let's get into the next Let's get this game. this one over with, please. All right. Miami's <laughs> traveling to Soldier Field with Joe Wiggins and Adam. Uh, and we're going to see what Chicago's made of here. They haven't faced much adverse. Oh, wait. They have? Okay. They've faced some adversity. And now they go up against. What's that? Tua. What, do you, what do you say? What's that? They faced some adversity, I think.
1: You think?
2: <laughs>
3: Just a little bit.
1: Um, so did- So, on a brighter note, the Dolphins let Lamar Jackson run for 119 (laughs) yards against them in week two. We got Lamar Light in JF1, so he could run all over this defense for all we know. I don't mind JF1. I don't mind Justin Fields this week. Chicago is going to be working the run this week, so I don't expect a great passing game from him, but it would not be surprising to see a few touchdowns as they try to keep up with Miami. Cole Komet, nah, don't do it uh chicago is solid through the air but losing quinn and subsequently roquan puts major stress on this defensive backfield so Tua should have a big game as chicago struggles to contain waddle <laughs> and hill gusecki is very hard to trust but he is getting it done he is a tight end 12 for me
2: this week smart running back wise um <clears throat> montgomery and herbert are both usable in all formats um Herbert has been looking like the better running back and if dynasty perspective, you need to start buying all your Herbert shares right now because Montgomery is going to become a free agent at the end of the season. Don't really think the Bears are going to want to pay him because I think they have other things that they're looking for and Herbert is going to be an RB one going into next season. That's my prognostication out there, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, As far as uh, Miami goes, Mostert is a start. As Joe mentioned, they got rid of Roquan and Quinn, so that you know D line just became easier to run on. Um, don't think Mostert's particularly amazing, going to be on the ground, but at least I think he is usable in all formats.
3: So I don't disagree with you guys all, but I my I do disagree with you guys a little bit. Um, so getting into the receivers real quick, and then I'll get into my disagreements. Uh, Tyree Kill and Waddle are surefire starts every week. You already know that. But just be prepared for Tua not to put up 50 here. Uh, the pass defense for the Bears has been phenomenal. Uh, no matter what Joe says here, uh, you're probably not getting 30 out of Tyree Kill and Waddle either. Um, I mean, one might because it's Tyree Kill. Um, but you beat Chicago with the run game, not the pass game. So you you fire up Mostert because I don't think, uh, what's his face, is going to be up to snuff yet, Jeff Wilson. So um, getting into the Bears, Mooney is fine chill out. He's actually been phenomenal. I picked up in like three leagues on, on waivers and I've been getting 10 out of them every week, which is pretty consistent. But I think the addition of Claypool gives him even more chance to go off. You're firing up Mooney this week, especially with uh, the Miami pass defense has kind of been mid uh, and th- hoping that Claypool just kind of runs around as a decoy out there. Um, and then clay, we Claypool next week can be play play a bowl once he learns the playbook. Sorry. That was a lot of words there. But yeah, no, disagree with the disagree with a little bit of both you guys there. Let's be rude. The Bears are gonna get slaughtered, so it's fine. I just don't think they do it through the air. I think they do it on the ground. I mean Tyreek Hill is nonetheless, basically... they're gonna get slaughtered. And I Oh, get yeah, they... Win this oh they lose. Yeah, sorry, my bad. I thought that was in, in conversation. I didn't realize we were moving on. Yeah.
2: I do think Miami wins, but I don't I don't think the Bears are a bad football team. They could easily make something happen here.
3: We've got heart, Billy.
2: That's, and all, that's you all you. That's all you need in football. Football is ninety five percent heart, five percent players on the field. All right, let's move on to Indy versus New England in Gillette Stadium. Um, Joe, how about these uh, these quarterbacks? Uh, wolf and Wolf. No quarterbacks. <laughs>
3: no tight ends. I'll write that yeah. down. Write that down. Write that down. I'll say that on the pod <laughs> when you guys are that's missing. So Wolf
2: on Wolf crime there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, was, I guess fair enough, Joe. Uh, you're not going to start anybody. Um, on the running back side of things, y'all are going to start a couple of these guys. Uh, Ramondre, I think, is still a consistent guy you can put in your lineup each week and feel comfortable with it. Uh, Damian Harris, I think, is that's going to not end well for him. It, you know, Next year, he'll be somewhere else. Let's put it that way. And in Indy, you're going to start JT if he's healthy. He did not practice today, but that does not mean that he's not going to Play whoever the running back is in Indianapolis, whether it's Deion Jackson or JT, either one is startable and usable in this matchup, even though the Patriots have a really good run defense.
3: Yeah. uh, And just to touch on quarterbacks, because Joe didn't hear, we thought Ellinger might be the answer with the whole being mobile and can run out around the pocket. He wasn't bad, but just definitely not great. Uh, You're still firing up Pittman. Uh, He definitely had the eye of Ellinger. Um, but Alec Pierce is on the bench or dropped at this point until he proves chemistry with the young quarterback. So, and I don't think it happens this week against new England. So, uh, new England is apparently only Jacoby Myers out there. Um, we're all hoping for taquan Thornton, but after two duds in a row, I don't think it hits anymore. So it's Jacoby Myers and Pittman. That's it. Do not start anyone else. If you do, I don't care. Find someone on the waiver wire.
2: <laughs> Fair
3: enough. Patriots win this game. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that. I really hope that Jonathan Taylor's back, but I don't I don't believe it. <laughs> we'll
2: see it. We'll believe it when I see it.
1: Believe it when you see it. All right. Chargers are heading to Atlanta to the Mercedes-Benz Dome. This game's at noon. It is in a dome, so you don't have to worry about any weather. So Justin Herbert's the moon this week. The Falcons just made PJ Walker look like freaking Patrick Mahomes. He has to be feeling better after this injury. It's been about five weeks since he sustained it. So hopefully he's feeling better. He is a QB four for me this week. The Falcons are also giving up a ton to the tight end. So I love me some Gerald Everett this week. He is my awesome possum tight end. If Mark Andrews does play this week. Um, So yeah, I really like that stack right there. I like the Chargers offense in this one. Mariota on the other hand, gives you an added bonus with his legs and has been a really solid streaming option. The Chargers aren't allowing a ton, but they are allowing touchdowns. Mariota is my QB 15 for the week, so he's very much in play. And Kyle Pitts gets a juicy matchup here. The Chargers are bottom third against the tight end position and we saw him score last week, so get him in your lineup.
3: I actually did start Mariota in two different leagues on my bye week situation and he did fine.
1: Yeah, he's not a bad fill-in.
3: Yeah, you could
1: do far worse, like <coughs> Derek Carr.
3: Oof. Did Derek you do that last Carr. week? No. Yep. Oh, sorry, bud.
1: Fine. Big
2: woof.
3: I was really
1: excited okay. when someone dropped him. So, are there any hard. running
2: backs in this game? Yeah, to running back side of things, Eckler is obviously a start. Always going to be. Don't overthink it. He is one. Of, you know, he is our fantasy MVP for the first half of the season. Um, on the running back side for Atlanta. Huntley and Algier are interesting. Um, Chargers have a really bad run defense, so I think either one of these guys could go off. Maybe they both do. Um, they're probably available on your waiver wire. Huntley, at least for sure. I, I found him a couple places today. This might be if you need somebody to start. You know, you got Chubb on a buy, Barkley on a buy, a lot of, you know, Cream Hunt on a buy, a lot of people that are usable on buys. If you need somebody to fill in, Huntley and Algier are both really good options. So wouldn't hate either one being available to start.
3: So, on that topic, we got Atlanta. Uh, Drake London has and will be the only usable wide receiver on the team. And ironically, he has had three good games. And you know when those were? It was when Cordell Patterson was healthy. Uh, For some reason, Cordell Patterson holds this team together. I don't understand it. Nobody understands it. Nobody understands why he's even good. But, good news is, for Atlanta, don't know if it's this week, he is designated to return off of uh, the IR potentially this week so if he does play you play london and if and kind of just hope it continues at this point and that's a weird stat but if not do not I, I don't you don't play london it's not working i don't care um asante samuel will be on him i understand they lost jc jackson you might be like oh yeah well he's just due he's due I, i'm out i'm out good luck um, it's not
1: asante samuel it's asante samuel jr my apologies not the same person
3: all right guys sorry yeah. sorry ticky tacky Sorry. Anyway, and uh, the Chargers wide receivers, Mike Williams, is out for the foreseeable future. Uh, Joe is cringing because he just loves Mike Williams so much. But Keenan Allen should should finally, hopefully, maybe be fully healthy uh, after so many weeks. Um, I don't know. Any Allen manager hopes so at this point. So fire him up if he plays. Obviously, you didn't need to know that. Palmer has actually been hit or miss this year, but the Falcons are league losers in passing yards, giving up 200 more yards total than the next worst team. So you're firing up Palmer as well.
2: I did not mention Cordell Patterson. He is available to practice this week. If he does practice Thursday and Friday, expect him to start on Sunday. But if not, it's it's okay.
3: I don't think, I don't think he's going to start. I
2: don't either, but it is. A possibility.
3: It was just a weird London. I just had to throw it in there. It is a possibility. Algier is still
2: startable, though, even if CPAT is back.
3: Oh, for sure. I don't even think CPAT, if he comes back one week, I mean, they're not going to just cut out Algier. I feel like he'll still have a role. But yeah, I I mean, I just weird stat with London. Anyway, on to the last game. Vegas Raiders, who had just a brutal killing last week. Uh, they're going down to Jacksonville this week, and let's hear what you got to say about quarterbacks, Joe. You you like it? You want to hear what I have to say?
2: Mm-hmm. I'll start off
1: on the bright side. So Trevor Lawrence gets a defense that is absolutely dead last in every statistical category. He is a very solid start. I have him at QB 12 for the week, and Evan Ingram is a start for me as well. Tight end six the last three weeks and seems to be the number two target in this offense. I expect him to have a big game in this one. Now, for the not-so-bright side, Derek Carr, what the fuck, man? I know Adams was battling <laughs> an illness last week, so he didn't have much help there, but that was bad. I don't see how you could possibly feel comfortable starting Derek Carr. Low-end QB, two at best for me. If Darren Waller plays, the Jags are actually a tough matchup. with have and doing pretty good against the tight end. Apparently, he was pretty close to playing last week. He did test it out on the field pregame, but if Darren Waller plays, you have to play him just because of who he is.
3: That's
1: but Derek Carr, man, true. what the fuck?
2: Poor Joe. Um, on to the running backs. Josh Jacobs is a starter. Don't think about it. Etienne, also a starter. Don't think about it, but he Etienne is the last awesome possum running back for this week. I think he has a fantastic matchup. I think that he could u- very well be utilized in a similar way that Alvin Kamara was last week for the Saints against this defense and I think Etienne will be going off. Alvin yeah.
3: Kamara light. Alvin Kamara light. Um let's uh get into the wide receivers of this game and uh we I would say you know to play Devontae Adams, but after last week, do you? Because I don't. Uh, I sure still he had, sorry, he, he had the he flu in quotations. Yeah, but one point with COVID. I mean, the flu. Uh, I just. I don't know. Well, which would you? Which would you think it would? You know, go to the next guy, Hunter Renfro. Oh wait, he got one point two. Never mind, Matt Hollins, comeback player of the year the over who Led the team in receiving. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you, you start Adams. You think about starting Hollins and Daily just because you never know. And you might need a cheap wide receiver to throw in there, but I don't know. He might be up there now too, because he's just the goat, but uh, just go ahead and drop Renfro since they refuse to use him. Uh, I say that jokingly, but I'm also (laughs) very serious. I'm actually, no, I'm very serious to lose. It's they're not using him. And season long, drop him in. Dynasty. Trade I didn't for. say in Dynasty. We're catering to our our, our redress. I, I was proud. just
1: saying to trade for him in Dynasty. This is the perfect opportunity. You could probably get him you, for
3: a freaking fourth right now. You can have him, bro. Anyway, uh Jacksonville's best and only startable receiver is suspended for the year. Kinda kidding, but kind of not. Um, you know, we they get they, they got the you know, they got the guy. Oh, the Calvin Marley. Ridley trade. Yeah, that was the joke. It was oh, funny. Wow, I, I like that, man. Uh I get it personally if you guys want to start Kirk, but I'm out um i just haven't seen it from him and the jones brothers also don't do it for me so in my opinion jacksonville's wide receivers are f- fringe flex plays at best would you call them a gamble would you say
2: that betting on them would be a bad idea
3: uh uh-huh. uh ah damn uh, i didn't i didn't even think about that with the ridley jokes man right. uh, well played well played well played ridley the riddler yep the riddler. Damn. damn billy you're good jokes, jokes. You joke wrote it. You wrote my joke in for me. Appreciate you. I said that. Everyone heard it. Okay. Yep. Uh,
2: that, that's. I'll be in the we'll edit that one out. Um. <laughs> anyway, I don't even care who wins this one. I I'm going Jackson Jacksonville. This game there will not one. be on any like any. Is screen. it a three o'clock game? Uh, no. There's only the only two three o'clock games are um. the Rams-Bucks and the arizona seattle game. That's Those it. That's two all good there. games too. It's just sad. That's the only two. The red zone will just be flipping back and forth each game. Scott Hansen will be really bored.
1: Dude, Scott Hansen is so talented. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you could just talk for, you know, six hours straight, especially with all these games going back and forth and sometimes nothing's happening. It's I, I don't know how he does it.
2: Yeah, he always has I haven't uh, watched the Red time. Zone
1: in like a
3: decade, but well, I have, and he's it's talented. Good. I'm sorry, guys. I go Wildly I go talented. watch football. I go watch all the games physically. It's fine. Awesome. Awesome
1: roundup of the week. You guys want to hear the lineup we had? I
3: like
2: the awesome possum roundup. That's a great awesome name. Awesome awesome
1: roundup. Coming on down to the OK Corral. Yeah. Um, we got Geno Smith at quarterback. We have Travis Etienne and Jamal Williams the running backs, Devin Duvernay. Chris Godwin, D.K. Metcalf as our wide receivers. Gerald Everett is our tight end. Amon Ross St. Brown is our flex. And the Buccaneers defense. So, guys, go throw it in there. You're probably going to cock block us out of some money. But get it out there. Get those guys in your lineup. We love it. Throw it
3: into DraftKings, not FanDuel. Please because do. I have FanDuel and you guys have DraftKings, so you guys would split it. and that would be. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's Fair Josh's enough. world. We just live in it.
2: Ain't that the truth. All You're right. Welcome. Follow Josh at Osh Hall STL. Follow Joe at OP Joe2Es. Follow me at Ombre Vendor on Twitter. Follow at offensive points as well. DM us any questions you may have, any comments. If you want to make fun of Josh, that is we will take those DMs. Uh, also follow the IDP army on TikTok, on YouTube, and on Instagram. Everywhere. I, I completely forgot what the other platform was there for a while. But uh, we also have a second podcast feed, as we mentioned at the beginning. It is a best ball slash dynasty tailgate feed. As the draft season approaches, um, we'll be, that podcast feed will be firing up and getting you all the draft content that you may need. Joe, get us out of here. Good night. Also, go Birds. <laughs>